God keeps the promise made to David to give him an everlasting throne. When the angel tells Mary that God will give this throne to the baby that she will conceive in her womb, a baby she will name Jesus. And so let us prepare our hearts now for worship, centering our hearts in God. We worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God, and I invite you to join in the confession and forgiveness. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in you. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our Advent wreath has been lit. Four candles today burning brightly. People of God prepare. God, the Almighty God, bends down in love to the earth. God with us, God beside us, comes soon to the world he has made. We are God's children who remember the promise of mercy. We seek the coming Christ. Come, Lord Jesus. In our psalm of praise today, Mary's words that we know as the Magnificat. From Luke 1, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For you, Lord, have looked with favor on your lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. You, the Almighty, have done great things for me, and holy is your name. You have mercy on those who fear you generation to generation. You have shown strength with your arm and scattered the proud in their conceit, casting down the mighty from their thrones and lifting up the lowly. You have filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. You have come to the aid of your servant Israel to remember the promise of mercy, the promise made to our forebearers, to Abraham and his children forever. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. With your abundant grace and might, free us from the sin that would obstruct your mercy, that willingly we may bear your redeeming love to all the world. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The reading today.
first reading we will do is from Romans, the 16th chapter. Now to God, who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but is now disclosed, and through the prophetic writings is made known to all the Gentiles, according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever. Amen. In our gospel reading from Luke, the first chapter, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy. He will be called Son of God. Now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the gospel. walked by a manger scene that was in front of a church in a neighboring town, something different caught my eye. Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus were there as were the wise men and some angels. But what really gave me pause was the angel in this manger scene. The angel was lying flat out on the ground face down. I was thinking about this angel in connection with this gospel reading we have just heard from Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to an out-of-the-way town in Galilee called Nazareth to a peasant girl named Mary who was a virgin. And I got to thinking and wondering, do angels ever get surprised by what God is planning to do? or by what God is asking them to do. The message that God is sending for them to deliver. So surprised that maybe the angel just faints. Could it be possible? The angel Gabriel just passed out, just fainted, when he actually got to Mary's place and discovered who God had really chosen. A servant girl who tended cattle and kept house, a maid, 
as young as 13 years old, maybe 14 or 15. Now, whether Gabriel was surprised or shocked by God's selection of Mary, we don't know. What we do know is that the angel Gabriel went to Nazareth, found Mary, and delivered the message. And from this, we learn two very important truths about God's way with us as we look through the window of Mary's life. And first, she was favored by God, and that kind of favor is complex. Second, she was obedient to God, which meant opening herself up to God's plan to change her life. The very first words of the angel Gabriel to Mary are these, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Now our first impression may be to think that if Mary is favored by God, that means special privilege, prestige, maybe a life of ease, but that is not how it worked out. The favor of God turned out to be an invitation to participate with God in a costly journey in this life, meaning specifically the redeeming of God's people and the overthrowing of the powers of evil and death. The favor of God put Mary's life in immediate upheaval. Here she was, a simple peasant girl, engaged to a dependable man named Joseph, and out of nowhere an angel appeared, and everything she valued and had some control over was at risk of being taken from her. Her body, her reputation, her relationship with Joseph, her impending marriage, her future. And as we know, As Mary lived into the favor of God, as Jesus was born and grew and lived into that favor too, life became even more complex and difficult. From that traumatic birth in an animal stable all the way to Jesus' suffering and crucifixion in Jerusalem with Mary watching. That's what the favor of God meant. And we can say that this challenges for us any idea that suggests that when someone is doing God's will, things will go smoothly and successfully in the sense in which the world looks at it. And isn't that true for all who are called by God in this life? To do the will of God is, as Jesus said, taking up the cross and following. This is the nature of vocation, of God's callings, as God calls us in this life. Who can forget the examples from the 9-11 terrorist attacks at the World Trade Center? The number of young people in New York City who felt called, who signed up to be firefighters and first responders after September 11, 2001, after the tragic deaths of so many firefighters and first responders. Do we say that God's favor was upon these young people who signed up. More recently, I've been struck by healthcare workers who have been on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic, carrying out their vocational callings, working with the sick and suffering. One interview from Thanksgiving Day with Dr. Joseph Varan, chief of staff at United Memorial Medical Center in Houston, Texas, has stuck with me. As of Thanksgiving Day, Dr. Varan had worked over 250 days straight. One photograph with Dr. Varan captures the demands of his calling. He is fully clothed. 
in PPE protective equipment, an elderly man has his head against Dr. Varon's shoulder, and the doctor's arms are wrapped around him. The man was crying, confused, and seeking help. On Wednesday, I heard a follow-up interview with Dr. Varon. As of this past Wednesday, he had worked 272 days straight. With the severity of the COVID-19 illnesses increasing now, and a half dozen new critically ill patients admitted every day to his hospital, Dr. Varon said, if I don't do what I am doing right now, there would be no one else God is working through Dr. Vara to bring healing, just as God works through each one of us right where we are called in our daily life, even when we are tired and exhausted. Can we say that God has favored healthcare workers like Dr. Vara? Can you say that God has favored you, even when your calling causes you to suffer? Your calling as a mother or a father, a son or a daughter, a grandmother or grandfather, a husband or a wife. We will have it wrong if we equate the favor of God with a life made easy. It is a high and holy and favorable calling to participate with God in something difficult where there will be hardships to bear. And really, is there anything worthwhile in this life that doesn't involve some struggle, some suffering? The desire of God is that all people might be served and saved. And God intends to overcome all the dark forces in this world. And God calls us into that struggle. Mary was God's favorite one. And the second thing that stands out so clearly Mary is her response, the way she opened herself up to God's plan to change her life. Martin Luther, quoting another saint, St. Bernard, declared that there are three miracles in this gospel. Number one, that God and humanity should be joined in the baby Jesus. Number two, that her mother should remain a virgin. And number three, that Mary should have such faith as to believe that this mystery would be accomplished in her. And the third named miracle is not the least of the three, Luther said. And he went on, the virgin birth is a mere trifle for God. For God should become a man, that God should do this, is a greater miracle. But the most amazing of all is that this maiden should credit the announcement that she, rather than some other virgin, had been chosen to be the mother of God. Mary's initial response the angel's announcement that she would become pregnant and bear Jesus, the Son of the Most High, was a question. How can this be? And yet, she was also able to say yes. Yes, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it happen to me as you say. Let me be who you have called me to be. Mary was ready to allow God to shape her into who God Mary's experience raises questions for our lives now, too. For we have been called also. 
Are you ready to allow God to shape you into who God has called you to be? Are we as a congregation at United Lutheran Church ready to allow God to shape us into who God has called us to be? We too make choices about how we will live our lives when the Lord comes to us. Our decision is not unlike Mary's. Will we be a servant of the Lord or not? Will we trust in the way God favors us and is moving through us or not? Our choice often boils down to a yes or a no when it comes to God, because God, of course, claims every part of us all the time. God does give us the freedom to say no, of course, to walk away from the relationship he desires to have with us and the future that he wants for us. Like Mary, we can say yes. We can say yes even to the risky, scary, holy ways that God calls us. Deciding to say yes on any given day does not mean we are free of fear or that there is no hesitation or no uncertainty for us. It means, though, that we are not willing to let fear and difficulty and uncertainty stop us from being open to God and to allowing God to lead us and work out God's plan through us. A great follower of Jesus from Middle Ages, Meister Eckhart, one of his writings, he wrote this, We are all meant to be mothers of God. What good is it to me if this eternal birth of the divine Son takes place but does not take place within myself? And what good is it to me if Mary is full of grace if I am not also full of grace? And what good is it to me for the Creator to give birth to His Son if I do not also give birth to Him in my time and my place? This, then, is the fullness of time when the Son of God is begotten in us. There may be an angel on the way, on the way to you today, on the way to me today. So be alert for those words. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And may our prayer be, yes, Lord, give me grace. Give us grace to be the people you have called us to be. Amen. I invite you to join now as we affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. O Lord God, you have favored us with the assurance that nothing will separate us from your love in Christ Jesus. You favor us by calling us into partnership with you. 
that everyone might know your merciful, compassionate, saving way in Jesus. Strengthen us by your Holy Spirit to be responsive to your call in our daily lives. And continue to open us to you, that our lives might be shaped by you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless the call process here in our congregation at United Lutheran Church as we seek to discern who you are calling to be the next pastor of our congregation. Guide the work of our call committee. Grant them wisdom and the guidance of your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, when we sing or listen to the Christmas carol, O little town of Bethlehem, on this Christmas, may the words be impressed on our hearts as a prayer. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. And as you abide with us, Lord Jesus, bring peace and justice to our world. Use us to show your compassion and guide our elected leaders toward compassionate policies that serve your people. And may our nation be preserved from discord or violence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray especially for the poor and the hungry. Grant us the will and wisdom provide food to those who are in need. We pray for all who are homeless or jobless, that they might be served and experience relief. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support health care workers. Give continuing success to the development of vaccines and their distribution. We pray for all who suffer today in body, mind, or spirit. We ask for healing for those from our community. Colleen, Sunghee, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Sandy, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John and others we name before you. Grant them your healing grace. And we remember all who grieve today the loss of loved ones, especially the family and loved ones of Roger Miller and the family and loved ones of Dick Booth. Comfort them and bring them hope in this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you are risen from the dead, and you went ahead of us. You defeated the powers of sin, death, and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us. And so inspire us to live our lives now in resurrection hope of that day we'll be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We give thanks for God's gifts in our lives, for all of God's gifts and generosity. We thank you, too, for your generosity 
as you share God's gifts in the ministry of this congregation here at United Lutheran Church. May God bless you in your stewardship of all the gifts that God has entrusted to you. We prepare now to celebrate the gifts which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. When we pray together the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. You may commune now. Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God. You have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Lord, look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.